It's the end of the world. Your life flashes before your eyes. What do you see? I see that I've left a, uh, a positive legacy I could be and my, my family could be very proud of. Hi. Hello. I'm Katerina. You've just joined Creators Abroad's podcast. Are you ready to take risks, find opportunities and spark your imagination? That's why I'm here. To be part of your creative journey and share tips with you on how to build a new life anywhere in the world. And most importantly, make a living as a creator. To do that, I invite awesome guests from all walks of life and corners of the globe to discuss one important topic close to our hearts. Like Brimstone. But before I get to Brimstone, a bit of context. As creators, we often become the talent of our own creations. As a podcast producer, I'm also the host. I'm hosting now. As a filmmaker, from time to time, I become the actor too. There is a thin line between these two jobs, and when you get started in a creative career, or you're looking to change your current career, one direction to consider is actually being the talent and expressing your own creativity by making someone else's work come alive. Today, like I said, I bumped into Brimso, someone who has an extensive career in the entertainment industry. He's got experience being both the talent, especially in things like voice acting, but also having a multifaceted business model with his own creations, bringing in multiple streams of income. So he's a creator too. Brimstone really makes us rethink the possibilities of our own creative careers, like looking into voice acting and specifically in a booming industry such as video games. Because sometimes really... To be successful, you just need to think outside the box. But before we dig into this, a reminder to follow us for more episodes on making a living as a creator, having a balanced life, having an amazing career, and, well, really just creating darn good content. Because that's what I'm all about. Okay, people, let's do this. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Brimstone. Finally, finally, Brimstone has made it to Creators Abroad with you, Katarina. I am so happy to see that beautiful smile from way across the pond. It is such a beautiful thing on this lovely morning here in the States. Of course, it's later by you than it is for me. I just woke up. I rolled out of bed. Scene one, the entertainer. Right, your bio, like I mentioned, is so is jam-packed with unlikely careers within the in entertainment industry, where as you obviously you gained your early recognition as a wrestler, or that's as much as I could gather. And you've also gone on to do a career in acting, voiceover work, podcasting, just to name a few. Not to mention a comic book here, and I did kind of look at that, try to see as much as I can, um, which is also an animated series, by the way. So there's so much there, but I want to go all the way back to your childhood. Describe an experience that set you on this path to become an uh, entertainer. And by the way, that was a great, great introduction. So you've already <laughs> demonstrated your talent. So what inspired you? Uh, well, <laughs> my my earliest uh, beginnings, uh, basically, I, I I started I started in the entertainment industry. Um, I was about five years old, and my mother brought me into Manhattan. I'm about an hour away from New York City, um, and she brought me in to uh, do my first television appearance on Sesame Street. So I don't know if you're familiar with Sesame Street, but Sesame yeah. Street and Romper Room were two of, you know, very big uh, PBS shows, uh, television series for kids. And uh, Sesame Street still is. And um, what do you call it? I started as a child actor uh, at about five years old. So I actually came full circle when I went back into acting years later. Um, I, I remember my first earliest memory, um, you know, on set was I was with Big Bird and um, what do you call it? Uh, we were just sitting and he had his hand around my shoulder. And, uh, you know, that was my earliest memory of it. And, and uh, you know, there were other things that, that had happened, like Maria, which is one of the big uh, actresses on the show. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. she was running an event where each kid would have to take both their shoes and throw them onto the big Sesame Street grate right in the middle of Main Street. And, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I could do this. And I was looking for my shoes, but I found one of them and I couldn't find the second one. So all these kids are taking their shoes, finding them and running off this off the screen because that was the idea you used to find, find your shoes, time, run off the screen. 
but all the other kids had Velcro Velcro lace shoes. I had actual lace shoes and I couldn't tie my laces yet. So Maria, mm-hmm. I was the last one to find my last shoe. Maria sat and tied the laces for me and I was the last one to run off. So that was my first embarrassing thing on television. Um, right. You know, so yeah, I started very early. Yeah, so you've been in this for a very, very long time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that was kind of what determined that you were going to stay in the industry, the fact that you started so early that there was no kind of different direction for you or do you just love it? You enjoy it. It's, it's what you want to do. Funny enough. Like I don't remember. I mean, I remember little bits and pieces of, you know, all the childhood stuff. Um, and funny mm. enough, I had more agents then than I do now, which is crazy. Um, and I didn't find that out until about a year ago, um, I was getting all the stuff. My mother had passed away and, um, you know, we, you know, we had finally gotten around to, to selling the house. So we had to clean everything out. And, um, while we were doing that, my son actually came across like a big folder with all of my old contracts and all. It's crazy because I was five, six years old. So I don't remember most of it. I do remember, you know, like I said, Sesame Street, blips of that, Romper Room, just a blip of that, you know, a bunch of other things that I did. Like, um, I know I did uh, um, auditions for Rice Krispies and for A1, Steak Sauce and a couple other things that I remember those things. But that was kind of the extent of that. After my mother and my father, um, because they were divorced, you know, they kind of were head to head and um, cramped the 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 uh, style of being able to bring me in freely to, to you know, different um, auditions, because at that time, not unlike now, we're in the state of COVID and everything we could do, everything online like we're doing here. You know, you, you couldn't self tape. You had to actually go into Manhattan and and, you know, get in front of a whole casting crew. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. be auditioned. So <clears throat> the fact that my parents were divorced and they were kind of having an issue together. Um, you know, my father wanted me when he wanted me you know, on, on his times and my mother was trying to bring me into Manhattan. So it didn't work out. So my first true love in entertainment was when I started drumming. That's actually where I decided I want to oh. be a rock star. I want to be I want to be in the in entertainment. Um, I love entertaining people. And that was in elementary school. And then as I grew, you know, I wound up going to school for music and yeah, it was, it was a, a big thing for me. So you didn't expect that one, did you? No, I didn't. Cause yeah. I did like, I went through everything and didn't expect it. So that's really, really interesting. It just becomes more and more, but I think when you think of these casting crews and even you going in as like a child actor, the thing about this industry is understanding why it exists, because it's kind of strange when you think about it, really think about it, like films, TV, even commercials with everything. And even when you go into the creative industries like artists, painting, um, it's all really about recreating our world. And that recreation is meant to give to help us escape our own world, which is, you know, so it's like, that's the purpose of it. It's to help us forget the day and just kind of go, huh, okay, <laughs> I can just watch this. this is, I'll just enter this person's life for a couple of seconds. So the thing is, what is our fascination with recreating the world? The, re- the you know, because people like to live outside of their, their own be they like to sit and and put themselves in other people's positions you know social media is a great example of that most people will put out the best of the best uh, on their on say their instagram you know if you want to speak about anything specific instagram you know it's like the it's like the best parts of people's lives. You know, it's not like, oh, this was miserable. <laughs> this one died. My cat fried. You know what? This blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, you know, like it's always like, oh, happiness and, and you know, sunshine and rainbows. And look what I did. And look at this food I ate. And, you know, and I'm guilty of it. You know, don't don't get me wrong. But, you know, people like to escape into a world of happiness. And then people like to, to look at things and go, you know, I should be doing that. Or I, I wish I was doing that. Or why couldn't I do that? I think there's a little bit of, um, you know, hope 
that comes across, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe this could be me. Maybe I can, you know, um, you know, watching something and, and, you know, there's a love story and well, maybe I can find true love or, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, this one is about somebody having a success in their, in their life and, and business. And they go, Oh my God, you know, I, I, I can have a successful business. It doesn't matter what it is. The fact is, is people, people want to dream. Um, and sometimes their own dreams aren't big enough to, uh, to kind of get them there. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? And I hate to say it that way, but it's true. People are content. People are very content in what, in a nine to five, no offense. That's great. Nine to five jobs that, you, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm putting them down, but people are content in working for someone else and doing a nine to five, going in, doing their job and going out. But, but then, you know, they feel like they want more. You know what I mean? But they don't necessarily want to go out and grab it for themselves, but they'll watch other people do it, you know? Yeah. Or be mad at other people or be mad at other people <laughs> yeah, when for they doing get it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. that makes total sense. And you actually made me think of it in a different way now, because yes, it's not necessarily that they want the life they see on TV or through social media, but they like to imagine, okay, maybe I can do it. What would it be like if I do that? And then also that kind of thing where like when someone's got success, they're like, mm, you know, being slightly upset that it's not theirs perhaps, or they've got the life, but it's it's so complex. I and have... then, <laughs> I have so many people that that hate on me on the Internet, you know, that that, you know, people, fans, fans like to send me stuff. Oh, did you see this? Did you see this? I don't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? But it is what it is like. I, I feel bad for them. I pity them because, you know, rather than being so angry that I do the things that I do, you know, maybe, you know, they should go out and try to do something for themselves. If they spent the amount of time that they do hating on myself or other entertainers, or other business people, whatever it may be, and put it into their own lives, they would be happy, and they would be blossoming, and they would be doing well as well. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I, not, not, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Oh, no worries. I was actually going to, I was trying to remember now what I was saying. So, yeah, I actually also posted a, some soup and a bagel. I did think of this when you mentioned the food. <laughs> and I was like, this looks so good. But yeah, no, the thing that about entertainers, our job thus is to bring this fantasy world alive while knowing that we can also sometimes be the targets of people being upset at the fact that they don't have it and become obsessed with us for no like obvious reason or you, because I'm not entirely entertainment, but I understand the industry. So just thinking about this, dif- like the, the difference between creating, which is how I consider myself a content creator mostly, and being the talent. So just showing up and reenacting uh, something or being the voice, or whatever it might be. There is a lot of overlap though. As I've mentioned before, you know, podcasters, they often tend to just be the host. So the podcast producer is also the host. And our career is linked in a way to choosing one direction or the other, and there might be overlap at some point. What, according to you, however, is the difference between someone who is the talent and someone who is the creator? Because I know you're both. It's a very, very blurred line between talent and creator, because I, I like to feel that the talent themselves are also the creators, um, even if they're say you're, you're you've got lines for uh, for you're, you've got hired for a, a film and you're this you're now this character and they give you lines, but you're the one who makes it your own. You bring this character to life. So technically you are a creator as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly you know, what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing. Like if you're making a comic book, well, you might have a writer, but without the without the um, the penciler drawing out what you you know what you what the writer has has you know uh, written in words, without them drawing it out and, and fleshing it out, there would be no visual. You know, and then without the inker bringing out those pencilers' lines, you know, there wouldn't be, you know, uh, any any kind of like boldness and, and sharpness to, you know, what you're looking at on the paper. Without the colorist putting the colors in there, you don't have the life, you know what I mean? And then without a letterer, you don't have the words that the writer initially wrote. So at the end of the day, 
Who's the creator? They're all the creator. You know what I mean? Everybody is part of this creation. Whether they're a hired hand or not, it doesn't make a difference. They are still part of the creation and the creative process. So, you know, when, when people are saying, well, you know, it's a creator and then there's the talent. Yeah, there are certain situations where it is very cut and dry. But for the most part, it's all kind of jumbled into one. And, you know, and entertainers in general, and I always say this, entertainers um, are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs should be entertaining. So, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, you need to understand all facets of business when you're in entertainment, you know, and, um, you know, being a creator is one of them. So I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, that's once again, I was just thinking um, more from an entrepreneurial point of view and business people in particular, because in a, what is happening with all of the changes being like business podcasts, um, YouTube channels for like small businesses where they talk about what they do. It's become this thing where a business owner is also an entertainer. But in their case, it might more likely be that they just want to show up and be the talent in a sense. Whereas right. everybody else takes takes care of it, so it was just an interesting parallel to the business world that I was thinking of while you were you were talking. Oh yeah, you know, and and, and it's funny because there are a lot of people that are, um, you know, in, in the podcast world, podcasting is a very interesting interesting beast in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, in terms of of business owners, there are a lot of business owners now, especially during the the time of COVID. You know, who have said, "Well, how do I get attract more business? How do I put my best foot forward?" And they've chosen podcasting as a platform, and they might have no idea how to use any of the equipment themselves. So they might say, "All right, well, I want to hire a team." And they're going to sit and, and do the, the recording for me. And then I'm just going to create and do everything in that sense. You know what I mean? You know, they are mm-hmm. the talent and they are also the creator. You know what I mean? Um, and everybody <laughs> else is kind of just a paid a paid to play. You know what I mean? Type of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So according to you, there isn't it shouldn't be a case of, you know, OK, well, I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to like shine or I'm going to think of this amazing idea and then let other people bring it to life. It's more just thinking of it's an expression of what you you want to bring into the world, basically, and who you are. Absolutely. Here's 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 a, a perfect example. What's what's one of your favorite movies that I might know? Um, I was like going to say something super easy and then I'm like stopped in mid tracks. I'm just going to say Lord of the Rings. Sorry, that was the first one that popped to my head. Okay, Lord of the Rings. What what is Sean Astin's character? You know, Sean Astin is right. Nope. <laughs> oh my god, I can't, believe, I can't. I can't remember what his name was in the uh, in the. Well, here it is. Doesn't matter. Here it is. Okay. When at the end of the day, you've got all the films, right? You know who Sean Astin is, right? Do you know? No, no, okay. I don't. I probably know. He's also the one that he was in Goonies. He was in, you know, I can't remember that. I, I, I can't remember the character he played. I think it was Sam. Maybe he played Sam in, in oh, uh, yes. Lord of okay. the Rings. Yeah. Okay. So what do you call it? So the fact is, is nobody is going to, after you watch the movie, nobody's necessarily talking about, oh my God, you know what I mean? The writing was so amazing. They're saying, man. That Sean Astin did an amazing job as this character. He really brought everything to life, right? Yeah. So, you know yeah, what I mean? True. It is, it is, you know, everybody, the people that actually write the stuff half the time don't get any credit, which is sad. And I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's awful also. But, you know, you know, the, the fact is people, it, when I'm going into any situation, if I'm doing any voice work, if I'm doing any acting, if I'm doing any kind of, um, anything that that requires me to be portraying a character, I want to make that my own. You know what I mean. And if if I can't make it my own, and also make the create the, the person who developed the character and created the character, um, in their heads, if I can't bring that to life for them, then I'm not the right person for that job. You know what I mean. So at the end, of, and I've walked away from things before, and and I've decided that you know some certain things were just not for me because I saw a character in a completely different light than what it I, I you know what they wanted it to be, and it, that's okay too. The fact is, is that if I'm gonna do it, I'm putting. 300% into it. I want to make sure that this character is really going to be the character that, you know, the fans are going to go, wow, 
that was amazing. He did an awesome job bringing this character to life. You know, one of the characters I love is Terror T from Serial Killers that I'm doing. Um, it's for the the cartoon and for the uh, the animated series and the video game. And um, Terror T, for those of you not familiar, it's like a take on on uh, the Kellogg's uh, Tony the Tiger. So the Frosted Flakes, great. So you know that character. I want to embody the character. So, you know, when I went back and forth and I did the audition, you know, I gave it to him the way I I felt the character should be. And he happened to feel that I embodied the character. And I took that character to the level that I felt was going to really bring him to life and that people were going to love. And thankfully, you know what I mean? Just from the teases that that people are getting, I've gotten nothing but but, you know, people going oh my god you did an amazing job i couldn't picture anybody else as this character yada 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 that's part of the creative process so how would i not be considered a creator and just talent yeah that's a great point and this is exactly the what i've been thinking about and kind of reflecting on is there even a, a like a distinguishing factor between the two maybe i should look over here Scene two, being the talent, video game, voice acting. One of the least talked about creative paths, and you touched on it just now, is video games. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I live in a cocoon, but I've never really considered video games as like a legit path that you can go down as a creative until I started looking for jobs and they, these popped up and I'm like, damn, why didn't I study like game plan design or some, something like that? The thing I love about it is the technical capability that comes into what you create, which is why I love filmmaking. Now, when we start bringing animated <clears throat> characters to life, they all need a voice, like you pointed out, like the one that you've been working on. For anyone who's kind of like thinking about different career paths and they are considering voice acting, what would you say makes a great voice actor? And how did you initially get into it? So, I mean, that's a really, really broad question. Um, there are many different things that make a good voice actor. And, um, you know, it, it all starts for most people, you know, as kids. I mean, um, I've always been the one that would sit and play with my G.I. Joes and make them speak to each other or, you know, my Star Wars characters and do the Chewbacca, you know what I mean? And, you know, play back and forth and yeah. you know, and make the noises and sounds. Um, I think that is something you need the creativity um, to be able to say, all right, well, this is what I think this one should sound like. And this is what I think that one should sound like, you know, and then you also be able, have to be able to um, have that range of, you know, if there's somebody who's got a deep growly voice, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Go, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. to, to have like a, a, and the availability in your, you know, in your own voice um, to to be able to kind of go wherever the character needs you to go. I think that's very important. And that's what makes a well-rounded voice actor. And I'm still even though I've been doing it for quite some time and and uh, I've had a lot of success with it, I still have a long way to go. You know, I, I, I do a lot and, I, and I've done a lot and I've have a lot coming out that I can't talk about. But there are people that are out there that do it that make it it's so seamless you know what i mean in a million you would never know you know their what their real voice was because they do so many different voices that when you actually meet them in person you're like oh so that's what you actually sound like um <laughs> you know so i you know that's i mean that's my idea of you know uh, uh you know uh, you know, a, a perfect voice actor, somebody that can actually go out there and and portray a character and make you believe in this character, make you believe when they're happy, make you believe when they're upset, be animated. Because, again, when you're talking, in, you know, we're back and forth now. I don't know if this is um, coming out, you know, with with video or if it's just, you know, audio. But at the end of the day, if it's just audio, you don't see my hands flailing around when I'm talking. You can only hear my voice inflection. If my voice inflection doesn't catch you, you're going to be bored. And you're going to bounce. You know what I mean? Why listen if yeah. you're not excited to listen? Why? Why bother if the person you're listening to is boring? Right. So at the end yeah. of the day, you know, a good voice actor, you know, they have to. They can't just sit behind the mic and stay like this. Because if they're like this, they're monotone and blah, blah, blah. That's boring. You want to bring a character to life. Whoa! You know what I mean? Make sure there's life in it. Throw your arms in the air. You have to be just as physical 
as if you were in front of a camera. You know, um, and and people need to understand it's not just the voice, it's everything. And you have to have acting chops. So it all kind of leads into one another. See, yeah. No, I mean, this is absolutely fascinating. I've never considered voice acting, although I've learned to kind of use my voice a lot more in a lot of different ways. I studied music, by the way, so I, I've always done the you know do re mi fa so la and i do uh -huh. all sorts of things to warm up before a podcast but so like just the way you described how you you bring out all the emotions i mean it sounds like so much fun but i can imagine that it's it's actually hard to do that and the different like i can't even do a really really deep voice like <laughs> or a, like that little you gotta get down very, in very, here very, <laughs> I, I can probably if i if i really wanted to there you go or that like really really high-pitched very quickly i don't even know how you did that that was like insane <laughs> but do you think there's a difference between doing voice over work in general or like for animated series and voice over work for video games there there's a huge difference um you know because again there's there's a lot of different form of voice work there's you know your commercial work where you know you're doing your um you know commercials for xyz whatever company you're dealing with and and you know just doing reads um there are other you know you're, you're doing um uh i'm sorry uh you know, like your acting uh, voice work for commercials like I do on the Grindhouse Radio, um, you know, we do all our own ads. So, you know, for Man and Tail, for instance, you know, we put together this fairy tale type of um, a what do you call it of a uh, of an ad, which you can find on the website if you'd like to hear it. And I come out like this, and you know, it's like, uh, hmm, and Man and Tail wins again. You know, like just <laughs> over dramatic and exaggerated and so forth. But you know, we kind of uh, develop you know that type of of a commercial, which is is different uh, because it's just made for a thirty second or sixty second type of a piece. Then you've got a, a video games where. It's, you know, not necessarily a full reel. You know what I'm saying? You're getting little bits and pieces like, ah, you know what I mean? Or, you know, like. <laughs> I'd love, the, the reason, like, I've always done this. So I used to play, I don't know, this is like Quake 3 Arena. Like it was a first person shooter or the other one was Unreal Tournament. And they always fascinated by these little noises like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like when the guys like run and then Poo -poo. well obviously you don't do the gunshots but yeah no like carry on i think uh, they've got actual foley for that but yeah carry on but <laughs> you know like the uh you know in video games it's more like little vignettes or uh voice over while you're doing things or Maybe I should not look over here. I, you know, I, to, I don't know. You know, like but oh, there, so, so different video games, you know, have uh, it's you're not it's not like an ongoing um, it's a story, but it's not like ongoing where an animated series or, you know, animated show uh, an animation. You're you're back and forth and telling a story and you're going for X amount of time. So it's you know, it's nonstop as opposed to. You know, little clips. And again, it doesn't change the way you record things. I'm just saying that, you know, I feel like in animation, you could show a little bit more emotion, um, you know, like in a cartoon, you could show a little bit more emotion, you could show a little bit more I guess, uh, character, you know what I mean? Um, then in certain video games, other video games is like, they're tremendous and it's all hundred percent acting. You know what I mean? The entire time is, is it's like watching a full length feature film. So, you know, again, it really depends on the, the, what you're, the project you're working on, like, you know, a, a show, a, a show, the, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a video game like Red Dead Redemption, you know, um, which one of the, the top video games in the last, you know, 10 years. And, uh, you know, happen, I have to be very friendly with a lot of the mm -hmm. cast and, and they're fantastic people and fantastic talents. They not only had to do the voice work, but they also were the characters themselves. They were acting out everything they had the suits on with the beads and you know the whole nine yeah. yards and they were doing all the uh the motion work you know as well mm -hmm. so when they were doing all those actions were with the real people doing all those actions you know what i mean for those characters so it's it, you know it I, you can't really label as one easier than the next as one. They're all different. Every experience is different. There's certain things that, that I've gone in and I can do in two seconds and other ones that'll take me 12 hours. You know what I mean? It, it really mm -hmm. depends on the project itself.
Yeah, and then in terms of just kind of the workflow, do you are there set days that you go in, you get it all done, they've got it, and then they carry on with the actual, you know, the rest of the production of the the video game? It depends on it depends on who I'm working with. Um, a lot of the video games that I'm working on, um, a, a bunch of them are actually out of the country, even. Um, like the one of them is in Germany, uh, which is for Finger Gun, and that's for the Oculus uh, Quest 2. Uh, it's it's a Western game, and I play Wyatt Earp, which is a lot of fun because I always wanted to do the, uh, the Old West thing. They're on their own schedule. They say, hey, Brim, you know, can you send us this? And they might send me a few lines, and then they, then they say, and improvise, send us whatever you think would be good. And I take a whole bunch of stuff, and I'll send it out to them. Other people have very strict you know, you know, timelines and strict. All right, well, we need this by X, Y, Z because we're doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then they'll send me another grouping of, of, you know, um, of lines to get done for another time. You know, it, it, again, they're all different. If you're working for the bigger studios, you know what I mean? It's a completely different animal. They'll want you to, most of them want you to come in and work in their studio and so forth. I have the luxury of doing a lot of the work that I have to do in studio here um, because I own my own studios. So I'm able to come here. I have my engineers uh, who are top notch and they'll come in and they'll you know, do whatever I need and we send it out, you know, and that's that's a part of being a creator and a talent. But, you know, mm -hmm. having somebody else help me in that creation because I cannot do the stuff behind the board. <laughs> That's not my yeah. thing. Um, so I was actually going to ask you a technical question. So you might, might, well, you probably know, but do you ever like do any modifications to the voice itself or do you have to keep it raw, send it in raw and they do whatever they need? Again, it depends on the, depends on who you're doing it yeah. with. Um, okay. You know, like we did for, um, uh, what the heck is the name of the, the game? Oh, I can't believe I just blanked out. It's a, it's a, a, a really cool, bizarre game that's coming out. And the main character's name is Cherry. Um, it's a, it's a really, it's like this, this crazy futuristic, you know, apocalyptic world. And, um, I'm doing the little, the little tutorials and doing the voice work for the tutorials. Mm. Uh, so, you know, my engineer, Alex, uh, and I were sitting in the studio and we're like, looking at this and I, I forgot where they're from, but they're not from the States. Um, you know, so they're, they're like ideas are like bouncing off the wall and we go, <laughs> we don't know what they want. So it's kind of open for interpretation. Let's just do it. And Alex is like, you know what? I'm going to do some crazy stuff with it. And we just went to town and did this piece, uh, used what they, what they asked for. And then he took it. He turned me, my voice up high. He brought it down low. You know what I mean? He distorted yeah. it. He turned, went, flipped things backwards and created this piece. They received it and they were like, this is the coolest thing. We could not have asked for anything more. They put music and an explosion behind it. And that was that they yeah. used it as is, you know, other okay. people like it raw, you know, they just, they, they're like, Hey, send us over the raw files. We'll do whatever we need to do with it. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes like for, uh, oh my goodness, which, which game was it? Um, I can't believe I blanked out. I'm blanking out. I'm blanking out. It's for, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, give me a minute. I, I will remember it. I will remember it. Uh, they tuned my, my voice all the way down. Um, it was like, um, because I'm, I have a higher voice to begin with to a certain extent. Um, okay. but you know, they, they want, you know, they wanted something really, really, really low, you know, like deep Viking vengeance. That's what it was for Viking vengeance, uh, which is, which is out on, um, steam. And, um, so I, I went deep as it was, you know, I was like, I'll get down as deep as I can and whatever. And then he took and dropped it a couple of octaves and it sounds like really, you know, a big, yeah. you know, like deep, you like know, Viking. Viking voice, you know, and uh, <laughs> and it's hilarious because I'm listening to it. And I was like, that's funny. And then Tom from the Grindhouse Radio, I got him a spot in it. And uh, he plays uh, uh, Heimdler from um, what do you call from Thor uh, and, and what do you call he's one of the Norse gods. And, and uh, he has a high voice and we tuned him down and he sounded awesome. Awesome. He sounded better than he does in <laughs> his regular voice. And we were just like, that was it. That was it. That's it. And they took it. They were like, oh, this is amazing. But, you know, you oh. never, you know, that's that's what it is. I mean, so they're going to do whatever they need to do with your voice. It really depends on on who you're who you're working with. Mm -hmm. 
uh, cookie cutter. That was yeah. the name of the other the other. Uh, the one I said, Cherry, was the the main character. All oh, right. OK. Yeah. I do a lot of before them. before before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you trying, can clearly... I'm trying. I'm trying. OK. Well, I mean, this is all fascinating. <laughs> I love listening to all these voices. Now, somebody might be going, oh, damn, I really want to do this. I mean, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Where do they start? Where do they actually find that first gig? Does it need to be a referral? Does it is there like a place where you just go and you check? Um, I mean, there are a lot of different places on the internet that you can go and you can just get started. You know, first and foremost, get yourself a microphone, get yourself some equipment. Um, I'm endorsed by Bear Dynamic. Uh, Bayer Dynamic is fantastic. They're phenomenal. They have amazing microphones. You can see I've got my little my little guy right here. That's yeah. the Fox. And they actually have a Fox bundle, which is perfect for voiceover people. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, anybody on the go. It's good for um, what do you call it for podcasting? You know, I'm actually in my studio, too. And you can see I've got, you know, these are all Bayer Dynamic yeah. mics. They're inexpensive and they do an, an incredible job. But the fact is, you don't have to get anything too wide wild for a setup you start small you get a little you get yourself the mic and the head uh, the headphones and you start practicing you put together what we call a reel if you don't know how to clip and cut things together you're gonna either have to learn you're gonna have to get somebody who's gonna be able to do it for you you're gonna go onto these different voiceover websites and it's very very simple to find them you put in voiceover you know voiceover work and stuff like that they all pop up you'll go on there and there are a lot of different uh opportunities just to get started to go and say, all right, well, this looks like it's interesting, you know, and it might be for an audiobook or it might be for, you know, a, you know, uh, an RPG type game or something else, or uh, maybe it's a, a fan dub. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And basically you'll, you'll have the opportunity to um, go in and, you know, audition for it. And if you get it, it might not be a payday. But at least you can go in and get some chops. You know what I mean? Get some mm -hmm. experience. Once you have that, you can also add those clips to your reels, which shows that you've actually done some kind of work. Once you've done some kind of work and you have some experience or you have a name behind you. I mean, if you come out and you're, you know, you happen to be somebody that has, um, you know, a fan base already or been in entertainment and has a, a good name and a good standing, you can kind of go on your own recognition you know what i'm saying and yeah, hopefully yeah. get some stuff but you still need to know what you're doing you know once you get in front of a microphone so uh you know always to have you know if you can get to put together some reels so you, you put together um you know all the stuff and and then you start auditioning just like anybody else and there are websites for that there are agencies for that um you know and and some places will allow you to go direct other places won't i mean you know it is what it is i i i do a lot of stuff if i see a project that i like and I'm like, I really think this is going to be badass. I will go and, and contact them and say, listen, if you're interested, here I am. If not, no harm, no foul. But I really love what you're doing. And uh, this is who I am. And if you're interested, I'd love to work with you. And I've I've almost everybody that I've, I've reached out to, I'm working with now because of doing that. Yeah. So. But I mean, I think you just made such a great point there. And thank you for the advice is that. Really, when you're thinking of being, and it's the same for acting, but going into voice acting or voiceover work, you really have to be able to put yourself out there and not be shy. <laughs> Goes without saying, doesn't it? <laughs> it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people want to do, they want to do, they want to do, but then they don't want to do, you know, um, yeah. because uh, you could be great at something. You could be the best guitarist in the world. But if you're sitting in your room and your bedroom and nobody ever sees you or hears you and you don't reach out to anybody... Nobody's going to know you're there. You know, they, they don't, they, nobody cares, you know? Um, and in a world where it's so um, it's easy and it's hard because you could just take you, take it and put it right out on the internet. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, anybody, when I was coming up, we didn't have the internet, you know, like I had to sit and figure out where I was going to go and, and wrestle and, you know, and, and look places up or when I was in music and, and I was, I had to figure out who the promoters were and how to get involved with them and send out cassette tapes. And, you know, we didn't have, you know, the let's just email you my track. Um, you know, it, it was yeah. a different animal back then. So, you know, I'm from a school of hard knocks, you know, where, you know, you got to put your feet to the pavement and you've got to go out and knock door to door to get yourself where you want to be. If you're not ready to put in the amount of work it takes to be in entertainment, don't expect to get anywhere. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that 
a lot of the kids today, and I'm not knocking the kids, trust me, you know, because there's a lot of talent out there, but they might be amazing at what they're doing, but then they don't understand or don't want to do any of the business behind it. They don't want to go out. They don't want to do interviews like this. They don't want to go out and, and, and may even, they don't even want to look for them. Nonetheless, take them if they get them, you know, they're afraid to pick up a phone. I can't tell you how many people that have worked for me that can't pick up the phone. They're afraid to make a phone call. Okay. They're afraid. If I told them you have a contract on the other end of that line, that's worth 10 grand to you in your pocket. And they're afraid to pick up that phone because it, nowadays everything is let's text, let's, let's send the message. There is no personal, you know, there is no, my wife, my wife will, this is how ridiculous it is. My wife and my son will, my son's 20 and, and my wife will sit and message him back and forth from different rooms rather than just getting <laughs> into the same it. goddamn room. And I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? You know, or if he's out late, you know, and, and, and he's out late, I should go. I said, have you heard from Dylan? No. All right. Well, and I go and I, I go to make a phone call and she, why are you calling him? Well, because that's what a human does. You know, you call each other and you find out what's going on. It doesn't have to be a text. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like get oh. used to being on phones, people get used to speaking about yourself and other and, and what you're doing. And, um, you know, that's a very big part of the business. And that's why, you know, you'll see a lot of these people, you know, that that are out there that, you know, they're great and they're doing like TikToks and dancing and they might be amazing dancers and so forth, but then they don't know the business side of things and they're not branding themselves properly or there's other people that are sitting and going, you know, like mouthing to other people's stuff. It was funny because I just put up a, a tweet yesterday about that. <laughs> and I'm not hating on TikTok. I have a TikTok. I'm not doing it. There's like nothing on it. But, um, you know, like I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. But, you know, for them to pull celebrities out of it, I mean, most of the people that are doing TikToks are are mouthing things from other they're lip syncing other people's stuff. Yeah, I know. It's very strange how things have developed. And there are millions of followers millions mm. of followers and i and and that that is is one of these things that like i i'm still trying to i guess understand where it's you know what is what is the appeal is it just the fact that these people are you know some of them are entertaining when they're doing it but what are they going to do after so you have a few million followers but if you can't make your own content that is not based on somebody else's stuff what what's next you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what what's next? And I'm not knocking uh, them. I'm just curious, like, what what's next? Mm. Um, you've also got people that are very talented that are on TikTok, at, you know, that that have been, um, you know, taken to the next level who definitely deserve it because they are doing their own stuff and creating uh, with their own you know, magicians, musicians, you know what I mean? That mm. it's giving them a good platform to kind of come out there. But um, it's just it, the whole do it and now go do it and see how many people you get to show up at a at a venue to do the same thing you know what i mean yeah put asses yeah, in no. seats put asses in seats and let's talk you know yeah i think it, the the way things have developed is so interesting and i'm the same i'm still figuring it out i one of the big reasons why i've only recently gotten onto tiktok is for that reason because i just didn't feel like watching other people lip sync and dance to <laughs> songs that I could just listen to like it just didn't make sense but it's definitely thinking about what's good what's next how are you actually going to make a career or a living out of that and some of them yeah. are great dancers man some of them are True. they dance great like dun, dun, dun. i don't know i can't i i'm not i listen you gotta understand i'm not hating on these people some of them are very 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 entertaining you know and i'll sit and i'll watch stuff you know i'm not following any of them but i'll sit and i'll watch stuff but you know create create for yourself create your own stuff and put it out there scene three voice acting in podcasts and video talking about tiktok and attention spans we are under the pressure to keep people's attention now for shorter and shorter time so sometimes we have to do it within a minute most of the times that's the case even shorter 30 seconds sometimes five minutes sometimes we have to keep people's attention for 20 minutes it all comes down to 
which five or three, we can break it down to three. Three voice techniques are essential to keep someone's attention based on your experience. Voice inflection is the hugest. You know, you need to have that voice inflection because if I'm being monotone here, it's going to be boring. You're never going to want to do it. But if I'm here and I'm bringing you out there and I'm, you know, that's, that's, you know, the, the voice inflection is huge energy. You need the energy within your voice. If you're, if you're going to be talking about something, you need to get their attention. You know what I mean? And if you're not doing, uh, if you're not doing it, um, you know, somebody else is going to be. So, you know, be out there, be in their face, you know, which might offend some people who knows. Uh, but, uh, and then the third thing, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, in terms of, of keeping somebody there, paying attention, keeping it interesting, keeping it fresh, keeping it interesting. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, the most important thing is voice inflection two, the energy within your voice and three, have something interesting to say. So, yeah. Okay, great. So, um, Applying that to TikTok means, unfortunately, you can't just be dancing and lip syncing to somebody else's words. <laughs> You'll actually have to use your voice. But I think that's a massive difference in some in what some people are doing with the social media platforms and how it actually shows more of what they, they're capable of than people who are just doing the mindless moves. Senseless, senseless mind. People like people. But here's the thing. A lot of people like to do that senseless swipe. They just like to sit and watch. <laughs> that's it. Next. That's true next you know but now um bringing back the topic to video games it's an interactive experience of course so we haven't touched on this yet and we spoke a little bit about like what makes a good like voice you you gave a couple of examples um you just summarized three things that are like crucial to keeping someone's attention but when we add that interactive experience now thinking of a podcast Interactive experience with your audience would mean something like call to action, call to engagement. And if you had to weigh up these two things, like having this fabulous voice and just being like full of emotion and kind of like in their face sometimes, maybe maybe in a podcast, maybe that's okay. What's more important, having that voice, even though perhaps the, the interaction isn't there or having the interaction and then just going all monotone, but you know that your listeners are really, really into what you do. Uh, I mean, look, the, the monotone thing works for some people. Um, the dry eyes guy, you know, he's like this yeah. all the time. Stoic. And it works for it, it works for him. And certain people are into that. Um, I'm not mm. saying that that's the most awful thing. But, you know, yeah. if, you know, if if that's what they're into, that's what they're into. I would rather be energetic because, you know, to be completely blunt, I create for myself. I don't create for anybody else. Um, you know, when you start creating for other people, then you get away from what you the reason that you started doing it in the first place so when i create i create for myself and the people who are interested will follow you know so if you are the dry eye guy and you want to do the, the whole thing like this and blah 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 could you do you boo boo because that you're going to get the people that are going to follow you regardless and you know i'll i'll get the engagement and the interactions you know from doing the things doing doing the podcast the way i want to do the podcast i mean and that's I'm, and that's what exactly what's happened with ryan house radio within brim skin truly inconsequential mm -hmm. uh the dirty little secrets club these are all shows that i do and and uh you know they've all i grassroot them i don't go crazy with them and the people will find you that's it and do you think that you apply some voice acting when you do the podcast Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and again, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm fun, you know, and, and I joke around a lot when I'm doing things like this with you, you know, mm. on, on the, on the show, like on Grindhouse and stuff like that, you know, I turn myself up a couple of notches, you know, it's, it's a character, the brimstone character. Mm. Yeah, I am, you know, brimstone, you know, I've been brimstone over 20 years, but you know, there are times that I want to just be will, you know, um, which is, is my real name. name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been so, wondering about that. <laughs> um, but what do you call it? But everybody, everybody calls me Brimstone. The other person, uh, the only person that doesn't call me Brim or Brimstone is my wife. She calls me a hole. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, no, but the, the, the fact is, is that, you know, it, it is also it's a persona and it's a persona that that, you know, you put on when you're getting behind the mic. And I am as real as you get. I will not BS you. I will not talk. You know, like I, if if I if I feel that something should be a certain way, I'm going to say it as is. Uh, but I will always turn it up just a little bit of a notch when I'm doing it on Grindhouse Radio because it's part of the show. It's part of why people do want to come and pay attention, because I have that 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 character that that i kind of throw out there because it would be boring listening to will i'd rather listen to brim 
And to be honest, I think going back to some of the like the business owners we were talking about, that's one thing they're kind of scared of. They they don't think they have that voice, they have that personality, but I think it's also something you can learn. You can just learn which parts of yourself you can bring up so that people like get hooked into that. If we um, now think about phones for one second and kind of this whole process of, you know, people doing the TikToks, people actually having these phones that are capable of filming almost cinematic like foot, well, footage, footage seems a bit wrong for a phone, but anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> It's really changed. The phone is no longer that long distance voice communication that I love, that you love. You just pick up a phone, talk to someone, you get it done, over and mm -hmm. done, no texting, no none of that. Um, it's actually reenacting our experiences now on social media in different ways. So according to you, have we all become entertainers? Oh yeah, everybody, anybody who has uh, a social media account of any kind, you're evolved become an entertainer to a certain ex to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Um, because th the only reason why you're putting anything out there is because you want other people to see it. Let's uh, let's be honest. The only reason why you're putting your photos or your videos or your food or your whatever is because you want other people to see it. If you say, "Oh, I want to put it out there," it's for me. It's for me. Well, sweetheart, it's not for you. It's for other people to see it. You know what I mean? If it's for you, then make sure your account is is blocked. So this way only you can see it. And then it's for you. Otherwise, <laughs> it's for anybody else who wants to see a, a, a whole weed on rye. Uh, what do you call it? A whole weed on rye. Oh, my God. I'm putting two. Uh, I'm putting. I'm putting two breads together, a, uh, a pastrami and corned beef on rye, you know, with the pickle on top. You know what I mean? That, like, it's, <laughs> or the soup and the bagel that I put on yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, of course, you you want people to see it. You want people to see it. You know what I think sucks is that people are like this, you know, with their eyes wide open, um, you know, as soon as they, oh, how many likes am I going to get? And, and people are that's the thing mm -hmm. that bothers me. I think that puts pressure on anybody who just even people who are not putting it out there to entertain um it's just like if they get one or two or none you know then they're like they question their real world friendships you know what i mean mm -hmm. social media is fake it's a fake world people social media is a fake world and uh what do you call it we all live in it but what do you call it you got to understand it doesn't mean if you if you don't get you know a tremendous amount of hits you don't get a tremendous amount of likes not everybody you know writes on your your uh um you know your your post it doesn't mean that you're not liked it doesn't mean that you're not loved it just means that people are not looking at that at that time and and, and you know what i mean some people get so depressed over their social media, you know, um, world and, 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 and they shouldn't, you know what I mean? They no. really shouldn't, you know, and in entertainment though, it is hard. It is very hard for, for actual, for true entertainers, not, not, you know, people who are just posting their stuff, but you know, for it's because it is such a big sea of, of people and content that it's sometimes it's hard for you to have your own stuff seen. You know, you've got most people are following at least a couple thousand people, you know, each. And how is it? It's not possible for everybody to always see your content, you know? So it, for people that, that rely on the people to see their, you know, your content um, like myself, you know what I mean? I rely on people to see the content. For me, you know, I need it and I shouldn't, you know what I mean? I shouldn't. But nowadays you need that because mm -hmm. otherwise people don't want to work with you. People don't want it. People that, well, if nobody cares about you on the Internet, well, in real life, nobody cares. It's not how it is, people. Um, I know I know actors that work every week on uh, and every month on uh, all throughout the year, um, you know, who have a very small social media following. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're working and they're making good money and so forth. So don't let your social media be the, you know, the, the, um, the end all be all, but sometimes it could be the ban of your existence <laughs> because you want it. You want it to look good. You know? Um, I mean, I'm blessed. I have, I have the blue check on my, my Insta, my Facebook and my Giphy and stuff like that. So, you know, that attracts more people. You know what I mean? When, when people mm -hmm. don't know who I am, they'll at least take a look and go, Oh, 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 okay. And then maybe they'll check me out. And, you know, I, I have, I have, I can see when people on right on my phone, it sends me notifications. So, you know, while we're talking, I've had a couple thousand people, 
you know, who have been to my website. It shows me everywhere. You know what I mean? It shows me where they're from and blah, blah, blah. And it just lets me know that people are hitting the website. So, you know, like I, I know that I'm doing my job. I know that when I put a product out there that people are, are interested in the product, people purchase the product and I'm doing well with those products. You know what I mean? So, so like, I don't have to worry as much as other people. Uh, but there are people out there that kind of freak out if they're they're not hitting any numbers on on social or they're not getting the engagement. But if you don't post, if you don't post and you're in entertainment, you're not doing your job either because you have to do it. You have to post. You have to let people get an insight into who you are and what you're doing because people like yeah. real. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's yeah. definitely difficult, especially when you're getting started and you just don't have that following yeah. automatically. But I mean, everyone started somewhere, you started somewhere. And mm -hmm. I think the key thing perhaps that we spoke about is really just being able to put yourself out there and, and not relying on relying on you, on your voice, on the actual person and not something uh, that you do either in secret or you just keep to a couple of people mm -hmm. um, and never share it with the wider world. Yeah, yeah. So it's been absolutely fabulous to have you, Brim. Before we go, where can people find out more about you? Oh, sure. My official website is uh, therealbrimstone.com. Uh, you can find out anything there is to know about me on there. Um, also, I do not write or speak on any other platform other than my official social media and my official website. So if you see it anywhere else, it's not me. Um, what do you call it? And I am very, very active on my Instagram at the real brimstone, even though I just blasted social media. Um, I am very heavy on, on Instagram. I love it. So, um, it is not my wife, my assistant. It's not my, my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my, my social um, media team. Oh, my, my, my team. I do all my own social media. So, um, when you, well, except for certain things, but what do you go for the most part, Instagram is all me. So if you're writing to me, I will be the one writing you back. Just be respectful and I'm happy to get back to you. Okay. Fantastic. I'll be checking out your Instagram as well. And thank you once again. Honor and a privilege. It is now, unfortunately, the end of the world. Um, it was a fantastic last conversation, but luckily we do survive. And this is the answer to life, the universe and everything. So a couple of quick questions, a couple of decisions we have to make about the new world we're going to enter. So in the new world, you can have one of the following. Either a life of luxury and leisure. That's the first option. Power. Power over whatever life forms are going to be there. They're not going to be human. Or you can pick a fellow human being to go with you for company, but you're not... Actually, I said pick. That was meant to be just any random person that's going to be coming with you. You don't know who they're going to be. Which one do you choose? Oh, wow. So I can't take my family with me? That, that I, I don't care. No, you have. You don't have a choice in the person that's going to be coming with All you. All right, I'll go with the luxury. Could be me. I'll go, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the luxury. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a nice, easy life. I'll do a nice, easy life. <laughs> nice, easy life. Yeah, okay, cool. Number two, if you could choose to follow only one unlikely career in, inter in entertainment, so this is the only career that survives, what would it be? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do the acting thing. I like acting. Yeah, acting. Okay. And that could, that could, right. that could actually encompass voice acting as well because it's all acting. See, see what I did there? Oh, I just, I just used that. the rules against you. Yeah, that's true. You just made it like, I want to be more general so that I can have more things there in there and not too specific. <laughs> right. And two more quick questions. What important truth do very few people agree with you on? What important truth um, that few people agree with me on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that that TikTok that well that YouTube is a a uh, is a great place to uh, to to put your pro you know, to put your stuff. I I've never thought YouTube was anything too crazy. How about that? Hmm. I feel offended. No, I'm one of those people who disagree. <laughs> well, I was you know you said that. luckily you didn't choose to spend the new world time with me. So well then I would, but then I would have gotten used to being on YouTube with you. We would have had fun. Yeah. We went back and forth. It would have been great. True. I don't hate YouTube. Okay, I don't hate it. And I, I just I don't understand it. That's it. I, that's all. I you know. Yeah. True. Okay. Lastly, what Im would you do tomorrow if you were twenty percent braver? I was twenty percent braver. Um, run for office. That's what I would do. 
because I, I, I would like to be the, the person that can get in between both sides and bring everybody together, even though it's probably damn near impossible. But my, my wife will not allow me to do any politics. And I'm usually not a political type of person, but I would like to see a happier you know world. So that's that would be that would be ideal. Not because I'd want to be the president because you have nothing but a big old mark on your back to be the president of the United States to try to take everybody, you know, here in the in the United States and try to bring them a little bit closer together so this this way we you know we don't have the hell that we're living in right now would be a beautiful thing and to have good relations with the other countries around the world so well judging from what you just said i would be voting for you thank you that's a wrap thanks so much for listening to the show podcasting is easy to get into but hard to get right and harder to sustain even more so when you're looking into videocasts. That's where I love offering help. I've got a one-page roadmap or guide that will give you the essentials of a kick-ass podcast and how you can maximize reach and impact through videos. Check it out at creatorsabroad.com forward slash roadmap. Or you can just get in touch on Instagram at creators.abroad. You know what I like to say? Make it happen. Make it happen every day. And of course, join me next time for more narrative journeys of creators abroad.